2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
3: Hi. Hi.
4: Oh, wait. That's not
3: no, not you did it. You messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's hey-ho. You're done. Um, let's go. We should just add oh, it oh. in here. Hey. Let's oh,
4: go. Let's go. Mm. 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 Ooh, that theme the, song is so good. The worst rendition of a song. Girl theme song. Yeah, from uh, Sweet Life. We
3: talked about it a couple episodes ago.
4: Oh, I was singing the Ramon song. Oh, <laughs> no. That just describes our, <laughs> our personality. Ooh.
3: Oh, you know who I started watching again today? That girl Bronwyn Wise Miller on YouTube. I started, I watched, I think I binged, because I like to have stuff in the background while I work. I binged, I think, 17 of her videos.
4: I told y'all, like, Sarah's the only Disney adult. That I associate myself with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking I about this true. with someone actually at a firm event yesterday, because we were talking about like what's the weirdest thing you did in your childhood that like was like such a like a defining experience for you, but like no one else would relate to. And I was like, did maybe you guys have do city? And no one knew what I was talking about. Did you have Want to Do City? Mm-hmm. My cousins would literally drive down from Jersey to come. And let me just, let me just explain this place to you. Because I think that it was so cool. So it was, like, outside of – it's, like, in between Orlando and Fort Lauderdale, which is actually the entirety of Florida. I just forgot the name of the city. <laughs> um, and, like, you would – your parents would, like, drop you off or something. And it's, like, a mini world called Want to Do City. Where like you would have a job and like a family and like a bank account, it was like all fake, but it was like they would have like a real Publix in there or like a, like a kids Publix, and like you gotta sign the job when you signed up, so it's like you could be a hairstylist or like a fire truck person. What is fireman? <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Or you could be like a hairstylist or like you could be a dentist and like you would have like a uniform, a job. You have hours. You would like make money every day and like go home and put your money in the bank account. Mind you, it was like, so you'd be there for like six hours, but like you would have like multiple days and no one believed me. And I was like, guys, no, I swear this was a thing. Cause like it was my dream to work in the public. So I never got it. So I looked up a picture and it, it was a real thing. Um, I was being gaslighted. Um, Called Do City. Please, if you have been, um, it closed in like 2011, I think, but it was open when I was like two or three. If you have ever been um, and you're listening to the show, um, please DM us so I don't feel like I'm crazy. But no, it was a real thing. It was kind of crazy.
3: I'm looking it up right now. Oh my God, there's Want to do Cash.
4: Yeah, no, like it was a whole thing.
3: This seems so cool. The city also hosted a theater, circus, hospital, movie studio, recording studio. Courthouse, bakery, dental office, public park, library, and even an archaeological site.
4: I remember being a judge multiple times. I also remember, like, finding, like, random little kids and being like, we're a family. <laughs> and they'd be like, okay.
3: That is so crazy. No, I mean, I'm reading this article where it's, like, where Wanadu City went wrong. I don't want to read about where it went wrong. I want to see how cool it
4: was. Probably like a pyramid scheme.
3: No, problem. My inner child is flipping out. No, like, that was the... Like,
4: that was better than Disney to me.
3: I have a map. It's over. I have a map of Wanadu City. I'm literally... Gonna be exploring this.
4: And I'm so sad that it's no longer a thing. Um, however, someone needs to bring it back the right way. Because I would just drop my kids off and leave. That sounded (laughs) actually so wrong, CPS. Um, but no, like that was like the thing to do.
3: That's so cool. I don't I didn't have anything like that where I grew up, but what I did have were those inside jungle gyms where people would have their birthday parties and it would be like mazes. Um it's also that thing you see on TikTok my where you gym? get i n no, I don't know if that's the exact name, but probably where you get harnessed to the ceiling and then you get to fly around kind oh, of yeah. stuff like that. And like netting and climbing activities and ball pits. Not Sky
4: Zone, but it was very similar. There it was more like jungle Jimmy. My little brother did sky zone. We had my gym. That was like the one that we had. Like it was like the yoga was a little monkey. Ooh, problematic. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's crazy. That's so fun. I, I feel know, like, I like kids it. nowadays have like iPad games. Guys, I'm putting a moose in my hair because um, I don't know why, actually. And you know like sometimes like things are just going too normal during your day. And you're like, let me just do something I'm going to regret. Spice it
3: up. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you're doing. I, um, no, Disneyland is my ride or die. Like, I love Disneyland, yeah. Disney World. Perfect. I used to
4: be there and I'm like, I'm really paying a mortgage on a house to eat some deep-fried... Something. It's you know?
3: so expensive. And then you get there and it's still expensive. Like the tickets aren't enough, not to mention Genie Plus, transportation resort stay whatever you get there and you're bombarded by stores and popcorn and food and drinks and like it's nuts it's it's a lot of stuff but I went to Disneyland last weekend because I was in LA visiting my boyfriend's family which is a whole other story I have to tell you all about went really well (laughs) Uh, I went to LA to visit him and like Disneyland is only a 30 minute drive from his house so you know I'm not gonna go and not go we went and I've never had, like, Zach is not a Disney adult, but the way that he let me be one, it, it was so sexy. Wow. I know, isn't that crazy? It was really fun. Um, Speaking of problematic things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Jubilee on TikTok all day. It's that TikTok account where they're a YouTube channel first, but they obviously made a TikTok and they post videos, like, every five hours or so, and it's just adults Arguing And it's literally the funniest thing. If you've never heard of them, what they do, and I'm going to explain it and you're going to know what I'm talking about. They set up um, a big group of adults. They split them into two people with like opposite opinions. So usually it's like liberals and conservatives or like um, it could be separated by ethnicity or like parents versus teachers, stuff like that. And they put you at the back of the room. They call out a statement. And if you agree with the statement, you have to come and sit down, have a discussion if you agree. And then the disagreeers come and sit down with you and you hash it out and it is so funny. There's always one person in the group who's just so funny. <laughs> they just they have major
4: zingers, and it's always a liberal. And I think that's really exciting. They would never let me on a show like that because, like, I don't even have to care about the topic. I'm just going to argue if someone argue.
3: Oh, like. you'd be perfect on that show. You would have so much to say. The last one I was watching is uh, teachers and parents. So the teachers are mostly like liberal teachers. I mean, because this is this is the political like hash out that everyone's having right now a lot of conservative parents have problems with like liberal teachers and they all think that they're kind of inputting their agenda in their children's brains and like brainwashing them so they had those two groups come in and it's the funniest thing ever because one parent compared well this isn't funny but the zinger is funny the parent compared like introducing a children's book to a child where the child in the book had two dads they equated that to like uh 72 year old man dating a 12 year old kid in the book as well like they're like oh well what's the line you know if we can do that why can't we do this and someone was like i mean you realize what you just equated right you realize how fucked up that was and the parent was like yeah but then see what i mean though like i know that's fucked up but who gets to determine what's okay and what's not and then some guy is just sitting there has not spoken the whole time just goes the
4: law <laughs> it's- i just realized like of people let them, let them, let them jibber-jabber. Yeah. You know?
3: And they think they're so smart, too. Like, it's so funny. Some people on this show, they start to talk and they get to ranting, and you can just tell they think, they think in their brains that they're so smart. And that's what's just funny. Sitting here, like, do you ever feel like that sometimes, though? It's like, sometimes when you're talking to somebody or in your, like... It could be politically charged, but oftentimes it's not, because that's not, like, everyday conversation. But when you're in an everyday conversation with somebody, or just debating any topic, and you feel like they aren't on your same academic level, do you feel like you're just, I have to give up? Like, this is not worth my sanity at this point, because you're actually stupid. I like
4: to dissociate. Like,
3: that's mean, but it's true.
4: I just, like, sometimes, I'm like, you know what? I'm used this as an education point. I'm going to let them go home and realize that I'm right. I'm not going to say it right now, and I'm want to embarrass them. But, you know... Cause, like my thing is like if I'm arguing about some things because I'm educated about it, I'm not gonna sit here and make myself look stupid because why would I do that? Mm-hmm. But, I but a just lot of people do that though, you know. They do. Uh-huh. But like you're not gonna catch me being stupid in public. Um, uh, our name, but yeah, so I just realized like it is not worth it. Like I was saying, I have had such an emotionally charged last few weeks, that I realized why when I could simply not care. Um, <laughs> But I think that's weird. Cause it's like the things that make us super emotional. Sometimes i some things that like we care about. Like you are arguing about like, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like dogs versus cats. Some people okay. are like so serious about. I'm like, you do it just has no effect on your life. Like people can have an opinion on things, but it's like interesting because I took a class on critical race, and that's like the whole debate right now with the books. And it's so funny because we had a speaker come and the person was talking about like specific instances, and they were like, "The worst case is Duval County, Florida." And in my head, I was like, Duval, that's my hometown." And I was like, yes, that does in fact make a lot of sense. But it's crazy that like they're literally just like not letting kids read. I don't understand. like I've read books about James and Giant Peach. I don't think I'm a giant peach. That's the like, thing.
3: I mean, it's like these parents, their whole argument is so collapsible that it's actually comical. These parents are sitting there going, if we teach our kids about this shit, they're going to sit there and they're going to naturally be so curious, they're going to want to do it and they're not at that mental capacity yet. Like, they're not there. They're children.
4: Your kids, There's like,
3: no equation
4: whatsoever. chew on silly bands and eat dirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think that certain reading. It's whatever.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, speaking of current news... It's so funny because I have these periods where I, like, don't go on my phone for, like, four days. And then I come back and, like, so much has happened. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back it up. So this happened recently because so I took a break from my phone last week. And I go on Twitter or Twitter and TikTok. And all I see is stuff about Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez. And I'm like, oh, wow. This debate girlies, is so funny. Not the he's fighting. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. This is, um, I'm minding my black business and not getting involved. And I see a video, and it's so funny. It's this one girl, and she was like, her whole TikTok channel is explaining white drama in black language. And so I watched her video on Selena and Haley, and it made so much more sense to me. At first, I was like, she has, the, she has his like the man, like he has married Haley. So what's the what's the problem? Like what's the issue? Well, this has been happening since like 2016, 2017. So I do remember that Justin Bieber proposed to Haley Bieber two months after breaking up with Selena. That's like the big drama. um and ever since then, Hailey and her friends have had a like, very toxic public behavior towards Selena, who I honestly do feel is innocent in all of this. And I have multiple qualms with this. First, I'm not a fan of Hailey Bieber. And that's such a hot take, but I have never understood the excitement. I don't even, could not tell you what she does besides her skincare line. But my problem with her is that like, people hate Nepo babies, but I'm gonna say a hot take right now. I don't really get why. Like if your parents were an actor, even if you couldn't act, I'm sure you would go into acting because that's what's like what's natural for you. If you had a free job, why would you not take it? Like if the only time I don't have respect for Neppo babies is when you have all of the opportunities lined up for you and you still fail. Because then like you, that's just not for you. <laughs> Haley Bieber, her entire family, her entire family, the Baldwins, like the entire family is famous. Every single one of them. Even the cousins, third cousins, nephews, sons, cousins, dog, famous, all of them. Um, you're rich so like crazy rich Mm -hmm. insanely rich and you are married to one of the biggest pop stars of our generation and you still failed that's really what gets me that's what gets me so that's why i don't like her because girl it's like having all of the right pieces and cards and monopoly and still losing because you just simply fumbled the bag sorry I love Selena, I love Azalea Place. I don't know anything about her now. I know her whole, whole journey with lupus. I know that she has her own um, tea drama about like her kidney and all this stuff, whatever. Not my business, again. However, my thing is that why at your big age, at your big girl age, it's not even like their normal 25 year olds or 26 year olds or 30, whatever, however old they are. You have like, you're famous, Like you have like companies. You are running like Fortune 500 companies making billions of dollars a year and you are on tiktok i'm mostly talking about Haley and kylie making fun of a girl getting her eyebrows laminated and like it would it would make slightly more sense to me if like selena gomez was dating justin bieber and Haley felt slighted by that and was like retaliating but like no like she has the guy so what are you so bothered by like it's just mean girl activity and i know that's like one thing people have said about her of like time's end is that she's always been a mean girl. But my thing is, like, you're successful, you have your health, you are married to the biggest pop star of this generation, you literally do nothing. Just like have your peace, go on TikTok with your friends, have fun. But like, why do you need to be a mean girl for your own enjoyment? Like, that's crazy to me. Go pay a bill. Go make a lipstick. Go whatever. Like, fly
3: in your private jet. I mean, Literally, you have this amazing go life. Go to the Bahamas. Justin Bieber's Why your you? husband.
4: Like, it's okay. And they're like, girls support so girls. No, they don't. Because you're acting like you do right now. It's just mean girl activity. You are too old. You're too... It's actually kind of embarrassing. You're like, you're too old to be acting like this. That's my, my two sins.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the right take I feel like Um, because uh, there's not nothing here I mean it's just so funny because I know they kind of have to do this because they're celebrities so they have to put on a face and be like oh you know we didn't mean anything by it there has to be something there there is something there because we saw it Um, when somebody posted a video of you know, Hailey Bieber being on stage, making a gagging motion at Taylor Swift's new album. Selena commented and totally retaliated defending her friend Taylor. So it's very obvious that there is tension in the room. If oh, you're I mean, telling you know us there's that. not, there is tension in the room. So, I mean, don't, you know, we're not idiots. That's not beef. It's is,
4: fine. Everyone I talked to about this has a different piece of information. Yeah. Like, the first thing that I saw about it was that, like, Selena got her louse, her, her, blouse, her what are those things called? Eyebrows, laminated. And then, like, they post a picture of them on FaceTime, like, with their eyebrows, like Hailey and Kylie did. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, whatever. And then, like, Hay- or Selena has a tattoo of her sister's name, I think it's Grace, something like that, like a G, it's somewhere on her body. And Hailey got the exact same tattoo, same spot same place. Kind of weird. Um, and then, um, what else? Like, every time I talk to someone, there's, like, some weird new information. But I'm just like, you guys are, like, above the age of 25. Like, you've had your mean girl phase. You've had your time to whatever. Like, I don't really think Selena's bothering anyone. She literally is just she's doing not. her own thing.
3: Yeah, she, I mean, and she's explained this. She's expressed this multiple times. She's posted videos,
4: like, just leave me alone. Like, I'm not doing yeah. anything.
3: Like, stop putting me in this drama. I'm not even doing anything.
4: And as far it's like, Kylie has kids. Girl, go, go talk to Air. Go talk to Stormy. <laughs> the fact that those kids are more well-behaved. I don't know, it's just crazy to me. Like, why are we using... And, like, just... With everything happening in the world, that's what you're spending your time doing, is making fun of people that used to date your husband because you're mad that he liked her. Sounds like your husband problem. Um, just me, bird. I'm waiting for him to get dragged into it before I put my two cents in, because I have qualms with I him.
3: know. That's the main thing. It's like you see that your wife, your wife is getting dragged on social media. I mean, I would expect if my husband was also a public figure, if he wasn't, I would completely understand why you wouldn't but j- it's justin bieber post a video comment comment one thing i oh, no! i want to say something
4: i'm gonna drag him because oh oh i was this calling man for his defense it's not innocent either no but i don't know i'm just kind of like you guys are all too old to be acting like this
3: that's facts
4: and just kills me that everyone's so involved in it i'm like why does everyone care?
3: yeah this is major and then you know when selena's instagram follower count surpassed kylie's everyone was freaking out
5: from bbc radio 4 Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers,
0: and other important information.
4: But I think my whole thing is that this kind of goes to a whole different conversation of like, why is it that when men cheat or men treat women like a certain way, we get mad at the other woman and not the man? like this is just this comes down just me but like if you have a problem with your man still being in love with his like love of his life that's not her problem that's your man's problem so why are you spinning like using your public platform to tear down another girl that's my whole qualm about and bringing your rich powerful friends into it too like y'all have kids y'all have dogs. like go go take care of your company like go do something else like why are you spending time just start trying to speak evil on someone for literally no reason.
3: And it's so annoying too that they're trying to cover it up so much. I mean I'm getting so annoyed by these comments from Kylie and Haley like nothing's happening even or that everything's just a coincidence. First of all, nothing's a coincidence ever. Second of all, that makes no sense because um, if you are worried so much about your reputation and about like downing another celebrity on social media then why would you even post that story to begin with just send it to Ki- like that was so easy to just send to kylie or the group chat and laugh about it and make fun of her in private but you had to put it on your public platform and so it's like you're introducing this narrative this is your fault like this is that you sparked this and yet you're trying to cover for me it's just all very contradictory and it does seem like they are trying to perpetuate a social mass attack on selena and especially now that like i mean obviously i don't believe this is true but like she's been getting a lot of a fucking hate because of her weight gain and a lot of like trolls are coming at her and like she's getting all these comments from really awful people and a lot of what Haley and Kylie are doing I feel like kind of um the subtext of all of it is they're trying to just keep garnering this awful narrative about Selena because of something she can't control
4: My thing and she is, still is fucking gorgeous she's stunning she's, the, and she's probably, one of the most stunning celebrities I've ever seen and the only one of them getting work but I'm also just like She has lupus. Yeah. I think it's lupus or Lyme disease. I think it's lupus. I
3: think it's lupus. Yeah.
4: And she was even like made a comment about how like her weight gain is due to her medication. Do you know how awful you have to be to use that as like material for a joke? Like especially women who are at least at a trend of vacuuming out fat from their bodies. That's crazy to me. Like they were using platforms to body shame. I don't know. Side not to say side eye. Side eye blank stare. glare. Side eye. (laughs) Side, I, uh, weird weirdo weirdo behavior I think it's very weird but I will say like I don't know why we're conditioned as women to always put the blame on the other woman and never focus it on them very
3: frustrating this has happened to me before so I can confidently say this is what I would do in the future because it's what I've done before um there you know my partner has cheated on me it was towards the end of our relationship but like it still happened and this was when I was younger I would say this was like three or four years ago but it's still you know doesn't mean it hurts any less and I knew the girl who he cheated on me with he had like in most scenarios this is true but even if he didn't lie and say that we were broken up which is what happened I still would proceed the very same way I fully blamed him literally got coffee with her the next day to like get the full story um have no resentment towards her whatsoever if she didn't know if she did know I don't care if If, like, if anything, I deserve to thank her because she, and I know this isn't a common sentiment, might be a hot take, but, like, she deserves my thanks because she showed me in my face what an awful person I was dating. So, it's, like, we knew he was awful, this just is proof, and, like, I can end it now rather than wait for later, you know? So, I completely agree with that narrative.
4: No, like, as the uh, Guinness World Record holder for Hey girly" DMs, um... (laughs) yeah no it's, hey, come, girly, it's come to a point where like yes. if, I, if i see a random girl in my dms i already know it's about to go down like i'm getting hate girly now and i don't even have a boyfriend so i'm kind of like yo whoa what's happening but i think my whole thing is that like i don't like you said i don't really necessarily care about the girl's intention so at the end of the day she's not the one in my relationship it's him and i think on another hand it's like if anything i feel bad if he's doing this to me what's like he's not going to start changing and like treat this woman better. So I think I feel bad for the woman that like now she's being dragged into a whole other mess, but. uh, And also he could
3: have been leading her on too, you know, like the way that you feel about him, she could have felt some semblance of that as well. So at least, so that's what my mindset was when it happened to me is I was kind of like, I mean, what if she's had a crush on him all these years and then heard that he finally broke up with his girlfriend and she's really excited about, you know what I mean? And so then for me, for her to find out that he actually does have a girlfriend that was probably really annoying for her too so it's just kind of like especially if they didn't know that's probably very heartbreaking for them as well and I also have a lot of sympathy for women who are constantly told like oh I'm gonna leave my girlfriend I'm gonna leave my wife and then they never do I mean there is something to be said about like you should have seen this coming but also at the same time you shouldn't be directly faulted for that, if that makes sense. Like, that's something you have to work out with yourself, not necessarily... Like, you shouldn't be bashed for that.
4: If a man says... And some people say, like, I will say, some women do have ill intention. Like, yeah, like of They're course. not saying this, they don't. But my thing is, like, if a man tells you he is going to leave someone or going to leave his wife or going to break up, he is not going to. So mm. if he wanted to, he would have already. <laughs> so that's rule number one for any girls in that situation.
3: I should have clarified. I think I'm talking more about guys who, like they're like separated and the divorce isn't final. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? It's like if that's the guy's lie. That's not really yeah, I guess yeah. that's what but I But Even those situations
4: say. like if he was serious about you, he wouldn't have pursued you until he was in a position to be with someone new. Mm. That's how I feel about it. But I feel also like, oof, man. Yeah, so anyways, episode Oh, time. that actually leads into the yeah. topic perfectly. Not oh, not as accidentally coming oh to the topic. <laughs> <Ugh>. Um <laughs> 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 I was trying to think That's of it in what my head the topic is. oh yes okay so we are discussing I'm making sure I don't word it in a way that we've like talked about recently um <laughs> it's setting up expectations in relationships but not just necessarily romantic but that means with self-love with romantic love with platonic love etc and I think that at least for me, I'm the kind of person where I don't know if it's my dating patterns, if I'm attracted to emotionally unavailable men, or karma, someone got my voodoo doll, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I always end up in situations where if I do have expectations for a person I'm seeing, they're going to let me down. And then, cause my whole mindset prior to like literally last week, um, was that if I don't have expectations or I have low expectations, I can never be disappointed. That's always the way that I've navigated dating. So I find that if I have high expectations of being treated a certain way, they're not going to be met. And I think there's two problems with that. One, I think that I needed to realize, and it took me 22.5 years, <laughs> to understand that the things that I want in a relationship, the actual expectations I do have are not unattainable. Like, the things that I want are respect, trust, and loyalty. The fact that for 22 years prior to now, I thought those things were literally unattainable for me, and that's why I need to have expectations, is crazy. Because it just means that the people I'm dating aren't people I should be seeing. Like, they're not necessarily compatible with what I want out of a partner. But, so I think, one, realizing that what I want is attainable. I think the second thing is realizing that if I do have expectations, there are always going to be disappointing or not met i think that instead of having expectations i need to have requirements so instead of expecting a man to take me out on dates or expecting them to be extremely loyal out the bat or expecting them to ha- follow some arbitrary three-month rule that i have in my head instead of f- kind of framing the question like that i need to have requirements i require someone who is loyal i require someone who um is able to make decisions or be emotionally available. So I think reframing the question necessarily as wanting a man to meet some arbitrary rule in my mind, but instead requiring certain things out of a partner is going to help set intentions for dating or intentions for just having some kind of relationship with other people to be obtainable, if that makes sense.
3: I love that whole mindset of you have needs over, because I think requirement and needs, those are kind of interchangeable. So I like the idea of having needs over expectations, um, because there are some things that are truly non-negotiable and those things are really important. This is my point is like, if you meet the right person, all of those bonus points should genuinely be thrown out the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? i in reality, they don't matter. They are not what really fulfills a healthy relationship. So that's my first take. And another thing is I think, You should replace the word expectations with stuff. And this, I guess, is for people more who are like looking to be in a relationship or who in one, you should replace the idea of expectations with more of like appreciation, how you appreciate your partner. And when you expect too much or expect too little, that can kind of lead down a very weird path and can become very toxic. So I think kind of replacing that mindset with, let me appreciate the things that they do especially if you know that like you do have a good one or if you know like do you love them do they meet all your requirements great then I think appreciation both ways needs to be had more by the way that advice only goes for good men like there are so many bad men out there yeah no like there are so many bad men out there and I'm actually not even kidding I've dated half of them like they're they suck so hard where it's like and this argument can be so misconstrued by these bad men where it's like oh I put away one dish appreciate that no you know that's not who I'm talking about like if you're in this like dead end marriage and your husband Wants you to like get on your knees because he what, picked up something off the floor? Absolutely, no. Absolutely I think not.
4: Absolutely not. My whole thing, too, is like, and this is a comparison thing that I think we talked about on the podcast because it's like, I see my friends get into relationships, like, actually all of my friends. And I'm like, how are they finding people who are like, are emotionally available or like actually want to date them? And it's like, this whole dichotomy of dichotomy is not the word, whatever. It's the whole kind of like ba- internal battle where it's like, am I only attracted to or seeking emotionally unavailable men because I like projects and I like thinking that I can, like, work on someone because that's what I'm used to because I'm not used to being in, like, something that feels safe or something that feels stable. So I'm attracted to – oh, that's not – I don't even need to sound depressing. That's just the reality of it. (laughs) A single tear just rolled Um, down my face. (laughs) Where it's kind of like I seek out projects in men. Like, I seek people who are emotionally unavailable because, for me, the challenge feels normal is it that or do I just not give commitment vibes and I think that's like a question like I've been asking myself a lot but I think I'm trying to more so redirect that energy onto focusing on building a relationship with myself so that when I do get in position to be with someone I feel like I'm ready and I was thinking about this a lot and I'm gonna get your take on this I do not believe the saying that you can't love someone until you love yourself
3: you don't believe that I saying? do not believe that I don't believe that saying either because you know why I think like There's something to be said about healthy love, but that is not the only kind of love, unfortunately. I've experienced types of love that are completely unhealthy and toxic. And not to say that, like, just because you don't love yourself yet. Like, if you are on a self-loving journey, that doesn't mean that the love you have for someone is inherently unhealthy. But I'm saying that is an example of another type of love out there. There's, like, lustful love. There are, like, every single person who you fall in love with is a different definition of love. Not all bad. Not all good, unfortunately. I think loving yourself should be its own separate journey. You shouldn't just love yourself for the purpose of loving somebody else because that comes in all shapes and sizes.
4: I dislike it for two reasons. One, because I think no matter what stage in life you are, because I think life does oscillate in terms of, like, how we feel about ourselves, our mental health, our happiness, etc. People are intrinsically um, worthy of love. Like, no matter where I am in my journey. Like, there are times where I do not love myself, and I'm down, and I'm depressed. It does not mean that I'm not worthy of love, you know? And I get the sentiment behind it being like, you have to have self-respect to be in a place to like accept love. But I think the statement itself is doing a little too much. But I think um, the second problem I have with it is that it kind of emphasizes more of like a physical self-love. And for me, obviously like, yeah, my body changes so much. We talked about this before on the podcast. Like I don't think that I'm necessarily like a beauty standard. So yes, I've come to terms with the way that I look and I'm okay with it. That's not what self-love is, you know? It's, like, instead of thinking intrinsically about self-love and, like, the way that I look, the way that my hair looks as I'm curling my hair, um, my makeup, etc., I think my version of self-love that I want to work on, at least, is more of, like, an outward self-love, like, how I put myself out into the world, how I use my gifts my talents my skills etc to help other people or like how I come off to the world necessarily that kind of self-love rather than what I look like so I think that that is gonna have more of an effect on relationships than the way that I look but
3: and like your own mental health too you know exactly like how you feel like how you're putting yourself out there towards others so that's the whole like pretty on the inside situation but also like how pretty are you in your brain towards yourself
4: exactly and, or, and towards others but I think exactly my thing is that I think that there's more of a requirement of self-respect than self-love to be in a healthy relationship. Because in my head, it's like, I thought that I loved myself, like, I thought I was cute. Like, I put effort into my appearance. Like, I did community service. I thought that I was a good friend and a good partner. So in any textbook definition, like, yeah, I had self-love. I took care of myself, whatever. But what I was lacking was self-respect. Because any person who loves themselves or respects themselves wouldn't allow themselves to be treated that way. So it's like, if it was my friend, someone who I do love and respect, like another person, if I saw them being treated the way that I was treated, I'd have a problem with it, you know? So why I kind of give that kind of grace and love towards myself? So I think that my biggest thing is focusing more so on building a level of self-respect than an idea of self-love, if that makes sense. Because in my head, they're intertwined. They're one and the same.
5: Start saving now at gamebridge.io. Please visit gamebridge.io/parityflex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
2: AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. AT&T.
3: I also really like the idea of calling it requirements over expectations. One, because it means something different, but two, it really, really enunciates the finality of if somebody does not meet these requirements, you're done. Yeah. Like, I'm talking kindness, loyalty, respect, compassion these things are so important in a relationship and like over 80% of them don't have that. So it's like, these are absolutely requirements where it's like, if you see any indication that they are not that person, obviously people fuck up. There are instances where, yeah, like I probably could have been nicer at this one point, but I'm talking obviously overall general as a human. And, And that could manifest itself in many different ways. So like, I know a lot of my girlfriends, myself included, most of the time is, like, when we are in a nightclub setting and, like, I'm getting picked on by a guy, which happens all the time to all of us, because it's New York City, you know, I would kind of like my significant other to kind of say something or intervene or, like, just kind of diffuse the situation or, like, help me, which I feel like is so baseline uh, expectative, did did So I feel like so much that it is a requirement, you know, like that's a requirement for me. So if my significant other didn't do that, that would be a huge issue for me. And I would probably most likely not date you officially. And that was definitely something I lacked in my other relationship that I feel like I was still looking at it as an expectation, something that was like negotiable when in reality, that's just like being a good person.
4: Yeah. That's like, I think how I compromise, not necessarily on like loyalty, Because, like, yeah, I stayed with someone who cheated multiple times because in my head I believe that they would change. But I think, um, like we were talking about earlier, is that, like, if I was someone with an ounce of self-respect, I would say, see that, like, the way that this person treats me, the way that they have disregarded me as a factor in terms of how they behave or what choices they make, knowing that, like, they could lose me. I would not, if I had any self-respect in any capacity, I would never allow someone to treat me that way. And I think that by allowing that behavior to continue showed that I had no self-respect. And once people see that, they're gonna continue to push that boundary. So I feel the same way in terms of like non-negotiables. And I think that, like you said earlier, we receive a certain type of love from every person that we're with, and I think it is different. But I think at the same time, we also see a different lesson from everyone. It's like, I have had some crappy-dappy relationships. It's like, I look back, I told Sarah this, I have never had an ex I'm not embarrassed of. But I think at the same time, I try <laughs> not to focus on that. But more so, so what I learned about myself in those situations. And I think that what I did learn was that I put up with way too much to have any sort of um, appreciation, respect for myself. And I think that until I learned that, I was going to continue to let men treat me a certain way. And it wasn't until I had that realization, and I needed those relationships to show me that, that I was ever going to have that change, you know. Change pending. I j- <laughs> <laughs> the men are still like, here change. acting crazy. <laughs> There's
3: a type of relationship called the good enough where it's kind of just that like it's exa- It's so self-explanatory. Like you're just kind of in it because you're like, all right, this will do for now, you know? And that is unfortunately like a certain type of love. You can still love that person, but at the same time, you know, you deserve more. That's where having high standards come in because these standards can be like requirements what they should be requirements. And like, if you have those high requirements or these high standards, a relationship will never just be good enough because you are better than good enough. So why would you consider that? Like, why would you settle for that in a relationship?
4: hot take i hate the idea of high standards why because the way that men describe high standards is if i'm like oh i expected to be taken out on a date (laughs) i expect to be respected Uh i expect you to not cheat on me and i expect you to like actually respect me and like not be crazy and they're like you you have (laughs) high standards man you're high maintenance um or like (laughs) The idea of like a high maintenance girl versus a low maintenance girl. Why would you want to be with someone that you're referring to in terms of maintenance? Yeah. Like maybe if you were a good person and you were compatible and you were in a relationship, there would be no idea or concept of maintenance. Or also, what are you, you don't care.
3: You know, I mean, yeah. guys also have this. Oh, guys, not all men, but some guys have this very diluted concept of what high maintenance is. Uh, they think a lot of men. Some of my friends even have this kind of notion, which. <laughs> That's all of their story. But a lot of men often think that because a woman, I don't know, puts one ounce of makeup on their face or does tw- has 20 minutes to get her hair done or takes long showers or, like, gets their nails done. Like, th- a lot of these shallow-ass things that literally you should not care about, which I just talked about earlier in the episode, these are things that should never be negotiables. Like, these are, these are not requirements. This is dumb shit that literally should not matter in the term of, like, love and deep emotional connection that has no effect on your relationship whatsoever and those women are also often considered like high maintenance, which sucks you know what? You're, you don't eat granola for breakfast you don't hike every single second and never wear makeup
4: I'm like, what? you spend a mortgage on a video game yeah.
0: Yeah, in a fictional like in
4: a fictional world where you play like a lizard and jump around from the ball. or like oh, my man. like I just like you play Spider-Man and you're 28 years old like you are literally spend more you Ooh. put more attention care into your fantasy football team mm-hmm. Like that's that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's crazy to me. And that's why I do not return any Mintesa. Like at all.
3: Also with sports games too. I mean, do you know how much sports ticket
4: <laughs> I will see a man cry over a sports team <laughs> losing who they have no connection to. Mm-hmm. And then like bring up with their girlfriend and be like, oh I'm fine. <laughs> Those players have no idea who you are. They do not care. They're getting yeah. paid a bajillion million dollars yeah. to throw a ball at a net and you're sitting here <laughs> on your couch crying the score of a game has no bearing on your life whatsoever <laughs> and then the love of your life in quotes walks out the door and you are like yeah it's just life." also i never understand like men get hurt in like kindergarten and they're like i will never ever experience love again and i just want to know like or like
3: their parents get divorced in the second grade and they can't like they're the worst human being of all time
4: meanwhile they're a giants fan and they've been losing or they're a jaguars fan they've been losing since actually they were created and you have more faith in them and more resilience and hope in some kind of relationship with them than you do with the women. Like that's that's I'm a little scary.
3: Laughing so hard, I can't. Uh, I want to bring it back to the lizard comment. Side that was eye. So funny. Side eye.
4: No, like I uh, watched. No, I this man cheated on me so many times, and I would remember I would sit there and watch him actually cry over like Red Dead Redemption, over. His horse falling. Mind you, this is like a story game. The game is a like the story has been written. Yes, nothing you do is going to change the story, <laughs> yeah. and the horse will like not have water and die, and he'll like tear up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> So this is where you decide to gain emotional capacity. Oh. It's no, it's it's really honestly crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It really is.
3: And then he'll like scream at you for an hour, not bad. Yeah, at night, you know, I'm be like, okay, it's so great, it's so great. No, yeah. So um, when I say high standards. Think about it like this. Think about it like these are the standards you have. It's very individualized. It's very interpersonal. So think about it like when you go on a first date or when you get a new relationship or when you get married, think about your standards and think about those as requirements. Don't – don't never ask a man what – being high maintenance never ask a man what he thinks like too many standards are because i guarantee the answer is gonna upset you
4: <laughs> i'm gonna t- give you one word of advice that i need to take myself okay. don't ever 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 let a man tell you that you're too much or that you're asking for too much because his too much is another man's not enough that man will go above and beyond do without you asking because he thinks that you're worth it this man does not girl leave him he is not worth it
3: absolutely also one thing that i never really understood is one of my exes always would say that to me you're so extra you're too much whatever Um, because I would do things like take an hour on my makeup or want to go to Disney, I don't know. And it's so funny because it makes me think really about, like, true love and about, like, being in someone's life and loving them. And I'm just kind of like, well, my family doesn't think I'm extra. My friends don't think I'm extra, including my straight male friends. So that makes no sense, you know? Like, that seems like a you problem, not just, like, a guy problem. And if the guy you're with tells you that, like, Oh, this isn't just me. This is like I swear, like uh, no other guy would want to be with you. And you're like, uh, that's not fucking it's also like
4: true. It's was like, why do you care what I put on my face? Yeah, let's talk about that. They like, care
3: so much, actually. Like, insane. let's
4: let's actually talk about oh that. Oh my god. Let's talk about talking your video games. No, anytime I'm telling you, if anytime a man like tries to make you feel like you're too much, just bring up sports or video games and just, like put it in perspective for them. <laughs> yeah. Like it oh. is a one-sided. You ever have a relationship with a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that.
3: There are problems that you can solve and problems that you can't in a relationship. I'm not even talking like physical, like uh, geographical, like where you are in the world. So I'm talking like long distance couples, not even just that, but also who someone is as a person, personality, those things oftentimes is it's just who that person is and can't necessarily be solved. So that needs to be handled, I would say at the beginning of the relationship. But if not, because sometimes you are like, oh, whatever, whatever we're just hanging out and then before you know it, you're dating and you're like in this hole and you don't know what to do you really have to do some active reflecting about whether or not these unsolvable problems are worth it whether or not these requirements are or whether or not these expectations are requirements i know like for my parents i'll give you an example they've been long distance a majority of their marriage because my dad was away for the navy a lot he was always in deployment and that wasn't a requirement for my mom but that is make or break for a lot of people and a lot of people don't realize that until it's too late so i would say getting to know actively this person and like for example where they want to move or where they want to end up or how many kids they want to have if at all if any or if they want to get married or if you know what I mean those things are things that you don't have to talk about that on the first date but decide on that before you get too far in do you agree because I mean those are kind of things that are requirements for a lot of people. Some people think that it's really shallow. They're like, oh, well, if you truly love someone, you shouldn't care. But that's not realistic, especially like the kids and marriage thing um, and especially long distance. A lot of people can't handle it and that's that's something that is extremely realistic and you shouldn't really feel bad for ending it, if that makes sense.
4: And like We talked about this probably last season at this point, yeah, the husband to... list mm-hmm. um, or partner list, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's not necessarily a list of like, personal characteristics or like physical traits like it's not like a brown curly hair and like green eyes like it's not that kind of stuff but it's a list of non-negotiables that if your partner does not meet they are not the one for you and that could be if you're very adamant about having no kids or you're very adamant about having kids or you're very very adamant about being close to your family and like not moving across the world or like if you're very adamant about certain like lifestyle or like like i said like respect or (laughs) like respect or like unwavering loyalty like there are some things that you just those things can't not be broken or can't be trespassed or are requirements for you to be happy with that person or for you to live the life that you intend to live for yourself and i think that having that list and not wavering from it is really important because like you might have all the feelings in the world for someone but like I know for me, like, now loyalty isn't, uh, isn't an absolute requirement. If you show me that you cannot be loyal, then I don't care who you are. You could literally be Captain America. Oh, I'm just, don't say I'm that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he could never do no wrong. But um, He would never do that. He would man. never do that to me, no. ever. I feel that in my heart. But <laughs> if that's my non-negotiable, which it is, then the first sign or first inkling of that quality not being there, um,
0: then I'm gone. I keep seeing this shit on TikTok and it pisses me off so much.
3: I just personally think for, so, and I know this is a requirement for a lot of people, which is fine, but I honestly think you're shallow if it is. Like if you, so this is my thing with like friends specifically, because as much as we don't want to admit it, obviously romantic partners are different than like friends and platonic relationships, family, whatever. I saw this TikTok a couple days ago and this girl was like, I don't care if I don't talk to you. For like months. She's like I don't care if you're dating a guy I don't like. I don't care if you have friends that I don't like. Like if you don't do me wrong. If you don't cause. un, If you don't like. Fuck up the peace in my life directly. You're never not going to be my best friend. And she was like talking about her close circle. And I just love that so much. I mean I think. Friends get in fights over the stupidest shit. Like it's literally just nasty. How many times friends end things. For dumb dumb reasons. And I would just like to say that like with friends specifically when they come along they're gems like they're so rare just as rare as like a great romantic partner so I would and I would say this with romantic relationships too don't let one fight don't let one disagreement break up a friendship I think that it's so much deeper than that and if you really care about that person it shouldn't matter and that that is solely with friends with relationships it's different because you have to be realistic with a lot of that stuff but and also with romantic relationships if you you know the traditional way to do it obviously is you like move in together get married have kids together so there are like a set of different set of guidelines that you should probably have for your romantic partner but if it's a friend i think that there's a lot of like
4: leeway i think something i've learned a lot as i've been an adult is that what people have to offer or the way that people show up as friends differs from every person mm-hmm. like the friend that i'm able to be right now is different than me. a friend I was able to be two years ago or two years from now or next month or next week. And I think that so many times I take things personally where I'm like, okay, well, I show up for you in this way. Why can't you do the same for me? One, that can come down to two things. One, that might be like a factor of who that person is. You know, like maybe they aren't really good at giving advice or aren't really good at being there for other people. And when it comes to that, I'm the kind of person where I'm just going to see that and I'm going to adjust. I'm not going to make a thing about it. I'm not going to confront you about it that's just who you are and I know now that that's the parameters of our friendship or relationship maybe it's a deal breaker maybe it's not I think in other situations it's so much more than just you in the picture because like I know me like for the past five or six months I've been the front not five months like past four months I have been the friend that I want to be because I've had so much stuff going on personally where I'm not able or not have the capacity to necessarily be the kind of friend I want to be and like I'm very upfront about that where it's like I obviously am there for my friends at all times like if anyone has a problem they, I'm the first person that like I want them to come to me I want to get that advice facts but like there are times, you know, where, like, for example, like, last week I was off the grid. No one knew where I was. No one knew what I was <laughs> doing. Like, I just had personal things to deal with. And, like, I get feel guilty about it. But I think that I remember that that goes both ways. You know, like, I understand that, like, there are personal things that affect how much people can give or show up. I understand relationships, too, when it comes to romantic relationships. That, like, people always say, that like, oh, love is 50-50. It's not. It never will be, honestly. Because the things that happen in our personal lives that have nothing to do with the other person... Like the way that we're able to show up or give or how much we have to give or how much we have to take changes based on the day, situation, emotional, mental health, etc. I think it's realizing that there are times you're going to have to give more or you might need to take more. And it's about, one, the choice of if you want to do that with that person or if you have the ability to, but also knowing that like sometimes you can give too much, sometimes you can take too much. And you just understand that like those are parameters that I use to gauge whether or not friendships or relationships are worth it. I think that that's helped me in more recent things. Now that I have, like, I'm a big girl and I've learned from my Mm. mistakes. But I think that that's a valuable lesson I've learned being an adult, that, like, not everything is so black and white, plain, 50-50, you know?
3: Yeah, I think, especially coming from someone who has been traveling their whole life. so I have friends from, like, different countries and shit, and, like, different states, I, like, never see them. But we get together, like, there was no time spent and I think that that's really important to maintain friendships like that because if you don't, or if you don't let any wiggle room in for life to happen, you are going to end up friendless.
4: Yeah, life happens;
3: it's it happens and it to comes everybody. at you fast.
4: Mm-hmm. And times you might not expect it, but I think that's just if people really do mean a lot to you, and you have the capacity to go with those like ebbs and flows, then those are the friendships that are worth it. You know.
3: All right, you guys, that is it for today. I forgot to do the socials at the beginning of the episode, so I guess I'll do them right now. Uh, Follow our Instagram and TikTok at Crying in Public Podcast. We might be active on TikTok again. We might not. Who knows? Um, But follow it anyway because we have some funny content on there in the archives. Uh, Make sure to listen to us on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I love you. (laughs)
4: Bye.
1: Bye. Limitless answers.